Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, we're talking The Magicians After Show. Is Darth Elliot going to stick around? Who knows? Who's the God of the Week this week? Hint, it's Iris. It's Iris. Iris is the God of the Week. You know, peaches and plums, motherfuckers. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh. Yes, right. I keep forgetting. Yes, you get used hello, to it. everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Magicians After Show on Afterbus TV. We're talking season four, episode five, Escape from the Happy Place. Really love that Escape from New York reference. I'm Adrian Snow, and here's my fellow co-host. Uh, what's up, guys? I'm Nate Miller. All right. So yeah, good episode. I thought. You yeah. know what? What did you think? Um, I liked it. Uh, it I mean, it was really nice to see Elliot again. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen him all season. I mean, like, real Elliot. Real Elliot, Elliot not Darth um, Elliot. Yeah. And also, I am a big fan of, like, those flashback episodes mm-hmm. when they actually, like, work within the context of the show. And it's mm-hmm. not just, like, a really cheesy way to, like, reuse footage. Yeah. And I think they did a great job of that. Um, there was a lot of stuff that I completely forgot about. Uh, uh, yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it as well. I, I did write that it's almost a clip episode or a clip show. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, they didn't do it for the entire episode, which I appreciate because it also just doesn't feel that old of a show. To, yeah, like let's do that. But it was nice to see those references come back, especially to the uh, Walter Mark, uh, Walter, yeah, Walter Margo and uh, original uh, Quentin getting his butt kicked by original Penny. Yeah, I guess Quentin is still original. Penny's not, but you know. Yeah. In any case, I really enjoyed the episode overall. So let's just dive right in then. I Let's go ahead and talk about Alice, since she's kind of like here briefly, then here a lot in the end. So just figured we'd leave with her. So we start with her just dealing with, I wrote, I couldn't remember the author's name. So I wrote Mr. Caulfield, uh, uh, because it's Mr. Sheffield. I'm realizing that now. It's been a long day. I wrote his name from the nanny. So it's Mr. Sheffield, but Christopher Plover is back, and I don't know if you got you you guys obviously talked about him last week, but how did you feel about Alice deciding to put him in the poison room? Um, I don't know. It didn't really seem like that smart. No, because that's not like a. I don't feel like that's like a. That's not like sending him to you know purgatory or hell or something. Yeah, you're just sending him to the room where all the dangerous stuff is, and he's a. Because essentially, it's supposed to kill you almost immediately if you're yeah. there for, what, more than, like, ten minutes, something like that? But we know that's not going to happen. Well, I, I was like, dude, she forget that he has all those charms carved into his head that keep him young forever, which I assume also keep him from dying. Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, yeah, so there's definitely going to be, I think, a comeuppance for that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was nice to see Alex, you know, do some stuff. She's finally out of the library. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I was a little disappointed, but I also wasn't surprised. I mean, this is Alice. Um, but I do think it was interesting what he said to her, which I think, you know, it's it's hard to take advice from a monster. But mm-hmm. he does say, <coughs> excuse me, he does say, 
you know, you can apologize for the things that you've done, but mm-hmm. you can't apologize for who you are. Yeah. And that's, it's actually kind of deep. Like, mm. you know, you make mistakes, mm-hmm. but you have to understand why you make those mistakes. And mm-hmm. like, you can either change yourself as a person, but you can't, you can't run from it. You yeah. know, you can't hide it. Like, that's what it is. And she kind of proved that when she decided to drop him in the poison room and then drop the rope behind him. Exactly. I mean, immediately like, <laughs> after having that discussion. Yeah. Clearly Alice is, has some problems that she really needs to work and, and on. And even later when she's talking to Quentin, she, I mean, it, she seems like she expresses some remorse for even doing that. Cause she tells him and yeah. she's like, am I a terrible person for doing this? Because I feel like I was doing the right thing. And she understands that there's a disconnect between what she feels is right and how other people respond and react to that, which is very interesting for a character to experience. Yeah. It's like there's, she's still recovering from Niff and Alice and she hasn't quite figured out how to get back to that original Alice that questioned doing things and would sacrifice herself to save her friends and, you know, in the universe and all that kind of stuff. And so that that leads her, just to go off of that, that does lead her to finding her way back to Quentin to warn him that he's going to die in the next two days, which leads us to our, basically the entire gang has has gotten back together with Penny and Shoshana, who was here for all too briefly, I think. I don't know. Yeah, rest in peace, that. Shoshana. Rest in peace. She's a true one. You know? Uh, <laughs> a, little, a little controlling for, for a main ad, but it's okay. And so we realize uh, with Julia that she has basically protections all around her. And once those are taken down, all the other gods can find her. And this makes me kind of think, like, would... I guess not, but would that be a way for uh, Darth Elliot to use Julia to lure in other gods? Like, could he use her as a lure, do you think? I'm not convinced... Or is it just Iris? I'm not convinced that... Um, Shoshana taking the like wards down mm-hmm. is what allowed Iris to do that. I think that was just like a timing thing because later, when they're in like the park, mm-hmm. Iris just knows where they are. Well, because she knows when they drop the blood. Okay. Right. She's tracking it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I assume that because Shoshana had dropped the wards, yeah. not just I mean, in the, the house but was. around mm-hmm. Julia, that that's why Iris is able to to finally track her down because. There was something about, and I'm, I might be getting a little bit fuzzy because I watch way too much TV, but there was something about them being able to still kind of keep those protections up around them, mm-hmm. even when they dropped the facades. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe that's why. I just assume that because the wars were dropped, that's why Iris was able to get in and find her. Because yeah. it, sound, it sounded like she had been looking for her. Yeah. Maybe. Um, maybe. And then there was also the other thing, just to quickly jump to that, because he's here and then he's gone, a penny yeah. being drugged, which I assume yeah. had something to I do with the bounty. I missed that the first time I watched mm-hmm. the episode. Me too. I, I kind of just... It was... Well, the, it, it comes at the end of that scene with with uh, Q and, and uh, Alice, mm-hmm. and then the, there's like a sound that plays that makes it seem like it's going to commercial, and then there's like a short scene, mm-hmm. and I think I turned away and like and missed it. Mm-hmm. So the second time I watched it, I was mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I have no idea what that's about. I assume because it's, it's still, they still have a bounty on them. And so I, that question yeah. of like, well, there's a bounty, so even if they... Even though they feel protected, they're still, if they go out in public, there's still a risk. Mm-hmm. And then also, I had a feeling that it might be uh, the same guy who approached Marina early on. He looks kind of like the guy who was like... I'd have to rewatch. Yeah, Maybe. he looks similar to him, but I could be wrong. In any case, there's a lot happening with, mm-hmm. with this whole gang. And so once Julia's been tasked with bleeding a stone... 
I was like, oh, oh, that's a that's a nice point of words. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, we're kind of led into the rest of the story. What I really kind of missed, though, was I really wanted to see Darth Elliot go to Mesopotamia. I know they don't really have that kind of money, but you know, you could fake it. Yeah. For a little bit. That would have been cool. Yeah. So we have Julia going and going off to bleed the stone, or no, what does she do in that time where Quentin's trying to bleed the stone? She and Shoshana go off somewhere. Oh, they're looking they're looking up the runes that were on the the like Well that's before though, because there's a time where she's gone with Shoshana, and then that's when Alice comes into the picture. Oh no, oh wait, I'm getting it backwards. Sorry guys, it's been a very long day. Anyways, let's go ahead. Yes. <laughs> so Yes, they find that Darth Elliot's come back and they're taking him. Yeah. Overall, I... How do you feel about the yeah. decision to take Darth Elliot to break bills? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, that's an that seems interesting... seems wildly irresponsible. ...choice. And why is it not setting off, like, alarms? Yeah. And... Because clearly this is a very powerful being that just, like, stepped into break bills, like, or floated them into break bills. And then also, Julia doesn't have any type of... I don't. I don't know how the rules are working anymore. I think that's what I've come to realize. Is like, well, how are they operating? And I know they have some protections. But I mean, I was thinking of even the same thing last episode when Josh went back to talk to the teacher about the yeah. wolf stuff. Like they just kind of freely go back to break pills, which hasn't really been explained. I don't know. I, I know that they have protections, but it just seems like the way they, that they're moving about the world kind of seems dangerous. So I, I didn't. I, it was convenient. Like, that was convenient. There was something else I wrote. They're like, oh, well, that is convenient. Oh, we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah. Overall, it was it was a good episode, but there were a lot of things that were happening conveniently yeah. to get the story across. And yeah. I get that. That's but they're moving forward. things forward pretty quickly. Yeah. So I think that's part of the, the just kind of like the, the side effects of that, of mm-hmm. them not trying to focus too much on polishing out everything mm-hmm. and just kind of trying to get the main story moving forward because now we've we're on to another god yeah dead and another part of a body apparently yeah well that's what i thought it was i figured originally i thought the first part was a heart and then i was like well it looks like it, it must be building parts of him like it's i thought originally that they had taken parts of him and put them into the gods as like a power source or something or like Bacchus had his heart or something or his or his shade or whatever and someone has like a kidney or but I guess it's more like a puzzle piece mm-hmm. which is kind of curious and then I also did feel that this is there's a when they talk about I'm jumping ahead we'll, we'll come to that we'll come to that because mm-hmm. I want to talk about Elliot okay, later okay. there's so much to talk okay. about when we get to Elliot so in any case we get to the bleeding of the stone and Alice comes back, and I felt, I don't know, do you think that Quentin's justified in how angry he is with Alice? Uh, yeah. Yeah? I think Alice, I was talking to, oh, I was looking at, shout out to the uh, Magician subreddit, Our Break Bills. Oh, cool. I was reading some comments in there, and somebody was talking about how they didn't feel like it was justified for Julie Julia to be as mad as mm-hmm. Alice because they kind of did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody else responded, no, that's not true. Because if you look at Julia's intentions when she stole the, the sword, mm-hmm. she was trying to kill a god that was you know, doing terrible things, mm-hmm. and she was not really familiar with the beast, so she didn't really know what she was interfering with. Mm-hmm. Alice knew everything that was going on, mm-hmm. and she still made the decisions that she made mostly out of because she didn't want to admit 
her own faults from before, her own mistakes still. So, you mean like the, that she was an addict right. to, to magic? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of proud of Quentin for being strong enough to say, no, I can't let you back in here. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm sure that it's tough for him mm-hmm. emotionally as well mm-hmm. as like logically. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. But at the same time, like I can understand. I, I see. I don't think Alice is a, is a bad person. Yeah. And I think she has good intentions. I just think that she's lost. And, like, also, where else is she going to go, you know? So, I don't know. That's true. It was. I thought it was a really... The the stuff between them felt really good in terms of, like, Mm. character development Mm -hmm. and and how connected I am to the two characters. Like, it was... It was tough to watch. I feel for both of them. I feel for both sides. Um, Yeah. I think... I, I do think he was right, though. I don't... I don't think... At least right now... Not without like some healthy counseling or something. <laughs> like, well, I don't think they should get back together. But I just no, no. In terms but of I not mean, taking her help. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. even like her being around like the friend group. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't think it's. Yeah, she did portray them. I mean, Julia portrayed them a year earlier, even though it was different. It wasn't quite that different. She kind of had an idea of what was going on. Like, she did have a little bit. Of idea. Yeah, but all, what, but the all of magic wasn't at stake, and like. She didn't create an entirely new world order because of her oh, well, choices. I think that if... But here's the thing. Like, Dean Fogg did the same thing. And they aren't as Dean Fogg is a whole other... So, that's kind of like, well... Bucket of troubles. The one thing I will say I did agree with, with Quinn about was he said, I loved you, but you can trust that. And so I was like, oh, that's true. That if she just trusted him and trusted her friends, that would be... Different and the same with with Dean Fogg. If he could trust these kids to stop a beast yeah. for forty timelines and God knows how many years, then you would think that he could trust them to get magic and not feel like he needed to tie, you know, yeah, dance with the devil yeah. essentially. Yep. In any case, uh, did you have some words for us about uh, about our love? I for do. Um, before we move on to our next topic, we just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. Uh, for us to continue to grow, we could really use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, please hit that thumbs up button and the subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. Uh, but no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us. Uh, we really appreciate you supporting us in doing what we love. Don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. Uh, if there's other shows that you're a big fan of that you watch and you want to hear conversations of, make sure you look them up on YouTube. More than likely, there's an after show for them, too. So make sure you get involved in that conversation as well. Yes, yes, yes. Please do subscribe. Talk to us on YouTube, Twitter, in the chat. We don't have it open today. Apologies. Sorry. We're a little short-staffed, as you can see. <laughs> Everyone will be back next week, hopefully. Uh, but let's go ahead and move on to Margo. So, basically, Margo's just been tasked with breaking the news that Elite is dead in Fillory. And everyone is... The most outlandish mourning ceremonies are going on. I don't know. How did you feel about the the last lay and the bare-breasted laments and the altar of remembrance? Um, <laughs> all I remember is that when she, when she popped out of the bed and, mm. and she said dick fuck or something like she said some really wild yeah expletive that oh. I, just caught me like way off guard i, I, I don't hear that. it was nice mm-hmm. uh comedic relief you know nice yeah. little fantasy poking and you know yeah. um 
I feel bad for Fen because she like mm. she has this connection with these characters, but they're always like so far away from her. She mm. just gets like, oh, what's going on? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. Oh, okay. Like that's got to be rough. Yeah, stuff just kind of happens to Fen. It's just like, man, your your child's gone. What? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, so. I'm really curious to see, uh, you know, about the the talking animal thing because at first it was like, okay, and the sloth's not talking. Maybe it's sick, but. Mm-hmm. But you know. no, it's the iguana and so also probably the rabbits. I was just watching an episode from season three with the talking rabbits. So all of the talking animals, talking bears, everyone's just quiet. No, not the bears. So that's right. Not the bears. Come on. Save the bears. But it was nice to just kind of have Margot just also address that she's really just staying strong for Hillary. That, yeah. you know, she can't oh, yeah. afford to break down. Yeah, she that can't, scene was. Yeah. Was she's like, if I cry, I'll never stop crying. That was crying. classic Margot, though. So. Yeah. To just be like, I don't have time for this. Yep. I'm going to pop an ambient. See you all later. And I'm like, yep, that's fair. You know, do what you got to do. Take care of yourself. Self-care is important. Now, we finally get to, you know, I know we're kind of trucking along very quickly, but, you know, well, it's fine. We'll, we'll stretch it out when we get to Elliot. Oh, my gosh. It's so good to see real Elliot. I love that Hale does have distinctive differences between Darth Elliot and Elliot. Mm. Like, Darth Elliot is is kind of like an alien inhabiting someone's body. Like, even mm-hmm. the way he waves at the end when he's saying hi to Quentin, it's just like, who puts their hand up like that yeah. <laughs> to say hello? And to have Elliot coming back and, and having the discovery that Todd's name is actually Elliot, and Elliot was like, that's not going to happen. I appreciate that little that little touch. Yeah. I don't know. How did you feel? Um, it was it was cool. Like I, like I said earlier, it was nice to get a flashback episode mm-hmm. that kind of, that worked. It wasn't like, didn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's a lot of that stuff that like I had forgotten about. I hadn't, you know, it's been a long time since I've watched the, you know, older seasons and the stuff with like, you know, when they slept together and, and stuff like that, (coughs) excuse me, I had completely forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really cool. But yeah, just like you said, the way that he was switched, especially in that last scene, Mm -hmm. it's incredible. Like it's incredible to see him perform like that. Um, and yeah, I just really miss Elliot. He's like a, when I think about the magicians, mm-hmm. his performance, that character is like a core part of my enjoyment. Yeah. So to get him back, making some jokes, yeah. talking about, you know. All the guys some, that he slept with and right. all the, all the uh, boyfriend, like, what did he say? He says something about like, I said, oh, I sleep with a lot so of people's boyfriends. <laughs> like, that scene with him and Quentin where they find the door, mm-hmm. did we see that before? Peaches and Plums? Yeah. Where they kissed? No, we're not, not where they didn't kiss, but where he says, like, oh, it wouldn't... It no, wouldn't no, 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 so... We saw were, part of it. We the didn't original see the f- scene is just them sitting down and, re- and remembering everything, right. and it cuts away as they're eating the peaches and plums. So that's technically something that we didn't see originally. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Because I was like, I, I must have... I completely no, missed no, no, this no. if mm-hmm. they aired this before. No, they didn't. That one's really before. interesting and unexpected for me. Oh, that... That, that Quentin was like, let's try to yes. be together. Well, I liked that they did that because it confirmed something that they kind of left up in the air originally. It's like, well, they spent all this time together, but I, I know Quentin did go off and, like, have a baby with a woman, but were they in a relationship? Like, were they in a romantic relationship? Because I assume that the... I thought that was for... I thought that was... Well, I think I recall asking the question way back when the episode aired of, 
I know they had a, a, a brief romance at the beginning, but did they continue to have that romance throughout? That, that, that was my kind of question of... That just was my understanding. That's how yeah. I understood it. Because I was like, I don't know if they're trying to like, but also brush it aside. So it was the, nice to have them confirm that. It, but the like he says, like it's different if, for, if it's like just the two of them, mm-hmm. and like that's what it is, and then you guys end up together. Yeah. But that's that's life, though. If you live in a, a small town where everybody knows everybody, and then you marry like the boy next door, which was... A common thing. A I know you're making a face. small town not one other person. Well, no, but I mean, in terms of, it's a common thing of, for majority of humanity, at least modern humanity, we lived in small groups, and so we would only, it makes sense that right, you would just be group. with yes, somebody one that, person. You know, yeah. But you can, but we clearly know that we can kind of, kind of stay together for a long period, I just, even in big groups. I, you know, I'm happy for them. I, I'm curious to see where this goes um yeah. i was just surprised i didn't i i didn't think that quentin would like say that to him oh really mm-hmm. why not i i don't know i didn't i just didn't see that from him i didn't think that like when they remembered it that his train mm. of thought would be like hey why don't we do why don't we do that yeah I don't. I mean, I see it. I mm-hmm. understand, especially mm-hmm. when they're talking about it. But I just, I was just surprised, especially because we didn't see it. I think that's why. I think it was, if that was like a tr- plot that they were going to go through, I feel mm-hmm. like they would have showed us that. Obviously, I understand why they didn't now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just really interesting. That was the last thing that I expected to be like his dark secret that was going to like open the door. Well, I don't think it was because they kind of clarified that it wasn't like a dark secret. That just uh, the thing that you're like most. What is it, ashamed afraid of? of. Or afraid of? Yeah. So the thing, because I wrote, it's basically it's vulnerability and commitment yeah. is what Elliot fears most. Exactly. And it was Which nice to see. Which makes a lot of sense for his character. Yeah. It was nice to see them kind of, kind of take us along the path of like who Elliot has been even before we knew Elliot. Yeah, so you that could was see really him cool too. As a kid, and the first time he uses magic is yeah, to kill somebody. Yeah, the thing with his friend was, yeah. was really sad, him betraying his, friend his boy. Become a bully. and But it's also just so like sadly true to what high school life can be like you know yeah. if two of you are, are, are outsiders um, because you're a part of communities that are basically frowned upon and oppressed <laughs> like then you know to protect yourself that was a common thing that you would see people turn against the other one uh, to protect themselves and it, it sucks and it's unfortunate but at least I at least like they honored that's like a part of growing up sometimes mm-hmm. that you make really bad choices. And well, that's, you I, yeah, know. I think part of like what why a lot of people like really connect with this show is because the characters are so real and flawed, mm-hmm. and that that's how people are. People make mistakes. People mm-hmm. aren't don't always do the right thing, and that doesn't make you a bad person. Sometimes yeah. you have to like learn from it. And so being able to see these characters and their flaws, especially like Elliot, who is such like a fun loving, for the most part pretty light, even though he's got like some dark undertones. Mm-hmm to see more of that and how he developed was really cool especially when we haven't had him like all season to get like so much of him it was really really well done I think and we focused so much on Julia and Alice's and Quentin's families it is nice to see Elliot's family it would be nice to see Margo's family and and I've been talking about like when are we going to hear Penny's backstory for a long time so it was nice to get a little bit more of Elliot in that way but I did want to talk about when he mentioned when we got Charlton, who came back, and I love how, like one of the first thing he 
the first things that he says is, what is fuck? <laughs> that name is terrible. Charlton? It's kind of like Carlton. I think they're making And fun. Charles? Yeah. Like combine them. Charlton. Yeah. I don't agree with the name, but I, I like the joke. Yes. I think it's a joke of Carlton. Charlton? Yes, I hope so. Um, but... Yeah, oh, him, so, that joke of him trying to f- figure out what fuck means throughout yeah, the episode. Yes, was... and finally getting it when he's like basically about to die. Uh, he doesn't die, but you know he gets pretty close. I thought it was really interesting, like getting more information about the monster too, and this idea that, which I mean, makes sense when we find out about the parts being part of a body, mm-hmm. that he's just kind of hopping from host to host, and mm-hmm. then bringing the former consciousness with him. Is that what I'm to understand with? Because like that's what all the monsters are, and that's what Charlton is, right? Yeah. Well, unless they get destroyed, he said. Normally they get shredded because that's the first thing he said. Normally you get shredded, but. This is much better than that. Being able to go I to thought your happy him place. saying normally you get shredded was was referring to um, like how he just is like killing people in in the real world. Did I misinterpret that? Um, maybe, but I, I thought that there was also another part to that because he did say that someone else had been possessed, and the shriekers can kill you as well. Right. So there was something about. I mean, if, oh, we don't have the chat. We'll clarify it on YouTube or on Twitter. Um, what you thought that meant uh, for, to the audience? Yeah, please. But uh, I'd be curious what other how other people interpreted that. Yeah, what I wanted to get to was he does say that thing about the shriekers, who are the the monsters, and those shriekers are actually other inmates of the castle that he did possess, which made me think that oh yeah, this is definitely has to be Pandora's box because if those are the other type of beings that were a part Evils of it, evils or whatever. Yeah, then I. I don't know. That was just kind of my idea. But then how does the body fit into that? I don't know. I don't know. It depends on what type of monster he was that went in. Is, so. is he like Pandora, the monster? Because like, Pandora is the girl's name, though, right? Pandora is the woman who, who had the box, yeah. I don't know. I like yeah. that theory, but I'm starting to, like, I think it's not that. Yeah, it's just a theory. But it's also kind of like an inverse, like an inverse, a reverse inception, which is like he's having yeah. to break through the, the levels to f- actually get to, I guess it's not reverse inception. I guess that is actually what they did. Come to think of it. Inception. Good movie. Interesting. Kind of. Kind of not good movie. Hey, I like Inception. I like Inception too. A lot. But depending on who you talk to, it's a good movie or it's kind of not a good movie. Never a bad movie. You can put that, those thoughts on Twitter. <laughs> Let me know what you think, people. And so, yeah, we finally get that moment where Elliot has that that vulnerable moment with um, with Quentin, where he finally gets to come out, and we get to explore all the. It was fun to see like all those other characters, but we talked about that already. And just having that switch that you said, like that was awesome to see how go from. Darth Elliot to regular Elliot. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Okay. We'll expand on that then. It was crazy. It was just I, from an acting perspective, mm. like it's just really impressive. It's like when watching Westworld, Evan Rachel Wood when she turn, goes from being active robot to like powered down. Mm-hmm. It's like having that emo- that physical control. Like it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Acting is is hard. Not always, but so for him to go from that high to like that whole, even just. The way that he like holds his head mm-hmm. changed, like it's just really impressive. That's that's what I mean by crazy. I was he just turned it on. It was like, oh my god, Elliot's back. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it was nice also to see that realization in Quentin as well. 
Yes. No one else saw it, which I was kind of bummed. I was like, wait, no one else is freaking out but Quentin. I understand his, like, hesitation, but I feel like it would be com- incredibly out of character for the monster to, like, pretend to be Elliot to, like, fuck with Quentin. So I was surprised when he was like, come on, stop. What it's is like, that? What? I mean, th- that monster's in some pretty fucked up stuff. I just feel like if he, even if he tried, mm-hmm. like, it would be like, hey, Q, I'm... Elliot, like it would be like super awkward and like not smooth and natural like Elliot does. No, yeah, I get it, but I also think that in that circumstance, he's not even thinking about. Yeah, because he thinks he's dead. He's got to kill him. Yeah, and just having that that moment where he says "peaches and plums, motherfucker," I was like, oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, in the fifty years of concept. Yeah, yeah, that was good line. God, proof of concept. If only make life a lot easier. Just give me that. What's up? Ah, oh, crap. That episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> but, like, but... Oh, San Junipero? No, not San Junipero. The other one where it's the... Oh, Kill the DJ. Kill the DJ, where they go into the virtual simulation oh, yeah. for dating life. Anyways, so we finally have Iris come back, because she thinks that they've gotten him, but then she also thinks that Julia's just fucked up again. Psych? I don't really think Julia's just fucking up. You know, Julia's trying to do her best, you know? She's trying to do her best when she went down there to get magic back. It's not her fault. The gods are, are dicks and turned magic off to begin with. That's true. Iris kind of seems like a bitch, too. She's a brat. Yeah. Well, a brat's what she is. Like, come on. Oh, no, she's a dead brat, so. Well, now she's a dead brat because that's what happens when you don't watch your back and just show up at places. Or, I mean, well, also. Like, come on. But also, like, she knew that they messed up. So why would she show up? The, yeah. That's what I mean. You know that they messed up, so why would you go there why to kill Why would you Julia? be like, hey. And you know he's looking for yeah, you. Yeah, I know the guy that I'm, that's trying to kill me yeah. just left from here, and you guys stopped. You failed to harness him. Yeah. So I'm going to stand here and really slowly wave my arms in the air to kill you while that's he pops why up behind me. I, I was like, well, that was a little too convenient. And then I also did think, even though I loved that it was uh, Elliot's vulnerability that was like his fear... I thought, oh, it's a bit convenient to make that the thing because then it's so clearly something that Elliot can call back to for Quentin, for Quentin yeah, to believe for that it's Elliot. Yeah, for you to connect to. I was like, I, yeah. I appreciate it, though, but at the same time, I was like, oh, well, that's, you know, just to make sure that he remembers I, to know. I will give them a pass on that one mm-hmm. only because of... With the last, I mean, with the with last season going up until now, how mm-hmm. much they have hammered the connection between Q and Elliot. Yeah. Even to the point of when Elliot's gone and the monster being in Elliot, they're still together, and yeah. now Q has to deal with that. It makes sense for him to be the one that Q is like, "Holy shit, he's still in there!" Because he spent that he spent all that time with mm-hmm. him. the The rest of them have just been around the monster just only recently, mm-hmm. where. He's been just like surviving with them. So. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll give them that one. But yeah. I do agree with you. Is nice, nice little bow. Yeah, I thought they were like, well, I'm sure there are other moments in his life as well. But you know, I still liked the moment. Don't take away the moment. <laughs> Keep going with this. I want to see them together. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but yeah, Iris is just. <laughs> I would never. I would never show up to a place where I know that someone's clearly trying to kill me. Yeah. Just to be spiteful and catty and... She's obviously not the god of strategy. No. But speaking of what she is the god of, let's go into our special segment, The God of the Week. You like that transition? Uh, yes. Right? So, <laughs> I wrote my paper. It's the saddest thing. 
Our God of the Week is Iris. Iris is the goddess of the rainbow and the messenger of the gods. She's also the goddess of fertility, colors, the sea, heraldry, the sky, truth, and oaths. She's the daughter of Thalmus and Electra and is married to, I'm going to say it wrong, Zephyrus. Zephyrus. Zephyr? Zephyrus. However you want to say it. It's like Zephyr Adonis. That's that's who she's married to. So the reason they think that the rainbow, she's the god of rainbows, is because it's a, a link between heaven and earth. Because she's also used to deliver prayers mm. from people to the gods. Or she can take prayers directly and fulfill them herself. And she's also mentioned in the Iliad mainly. But she's not really referred to in the Odyssey. Because her role is kind of taken over by... Hermes, which is also a messenger. messenger god. I always want to say Hermes. They're messing me up my whole life. I know it's Hermes. Anyways, this... I've never heard anybody say it like that. Hermes? Mm-mm. Hermes is the, the fashion. The... the no you idea. You don't know? Nope. The horses and everything? I live under a rock. It's a very high-end fashion. Hermes. I wear trash bags. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, The word iridescent is also derived from her name. Oh. Yes. And the element iridium is also named after her. Yeah, because of its diverse color of its salts. I tried looking up a picture of iridium to bring in today. Uh, Good luck finding those (laughs) those colorful salts on it. It apparently only shows up when it's in the earth. When it's actually derived, it just looks like... It looks like... Like metal, because that's what it is. So um, I couldn't find a picture. You're going to have to go to Grand Canyon and see it for yourself. Just trust you. The actress who portrays Iris is Madison Beatty. She's also in The Master, The Fosters, and she plays Daisy, age 10, in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. To throw it back, she made me feel super old when I found that out. Because I was in college when Curious Case of Benjamin Button came out. And she was 10. I'm heartbroken. In any case, that is the week of God of the Week. Hey, yes, yes. Go, you know, stare at a rainbow and think about her coming down and blessing you with a prayer or something. Or Pour one out. Blessing you. Pour one out for Iris because she's dead. All right, let's go ahead into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. You want to start? Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I, I don't know what is going coming next. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming we're going to find some. I watched the teaser next time, so okay, there's something up it. with Penny, you know, obviously, because yeah. he got kidnapped. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering where Katie is, because we, we didn't get any of her this episode. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm just wondering, like, what other gods are we going to kill? Because I feel like Iris was, like, the only other god that was, like, introduced outside of... Well, we got Persephone. I mean, so is she next? Well, Persephone's not a god, though. But, like, who else? Because really. otherwise they're going to just, what, in, start introducing gods and then killing them right away? I don't know. Yeah. I was just surprised that they brought Iris back to, like, I, I thought this was interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now there's, like, this another side plot of the gods trying to kind of help to restrain the monster because they're he's hunting them. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of, like, gone now because Iris is dead. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens. Well, there's also, I think it might also be a part of the... Uh, like, I think they're going to bring in the Titans. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just think that that's a part of, of everything that's going on. Because if the Olympian gods, which are the Irises and the Bacchus and the dude from the first episode whose name I can't remember now, uh, who was first 
brought in, introduced, and then killed right away. Yeah. Killed right away. You know, he wasn't actually killed, so I'm sure he'll come back. But oh, I guess that's true too. That wasn't him. That was his. Yeah, uh, that was his his person, his servant, proxy. Yeah. So the, I think that's probably what they're gonna do is just go god hunting, which would be fun. Yeah. I've been wanting for I'm them to it. get into the gods for a minute. Uh, in terms of Penny, you know. Uh, I would actually, before we get to even where Penny 23 is, I would like to check in on uh, Penny Alpha. Like, can we get to Penny Prime? Because what's happening with him? He's been in the the library. We've not cared about him. Yeah. We're five episodes in. We're almost halfway there. Can can you give me some info? Is he okay? Does he remember himself? I assume not. He ate that cupcake. You know, not supposed to eat food in the afterworld. (laughs) Also a thing in the leftovers. Uh, Anyways, but yeah, so I think that getting to... Penny Prime would be my priority. I also think that Alice is going to have that come back and bite her in the ass, the whole thing with uh, Mr. Sheffield. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Plover. So those are the things I'm kind of looking forward to. I could take a break from Darth Elliot. Not from Elliot Elliot, but I could take a a small break and see what else is going on there in the world just to kind of... To fill things out, because if we don't, then it will be an entire season of just God hunting. Yeah. And that can be kind of like, okay, cool, cool, Especially cool. us not having Katie this episode, I'm pretty sure next episode is going to be, if any, Darth Elliot, very light on the Darth Elliot. Yeah. If it's not, if we don't get Katie next episode, then maybe they'll do a penny-heavy episode for next episode and then the episode after that. I think they're going to be connected. Because yeah. I think Katie and Marina are connected, and yeah. I think the Marina thing is going to be somehow involved with the penny thing, so... I still think that Marina is enacting the bounty and was able to overcome whatever Katie did Bad to her. Thing and trying yeah. to turn them in or something. And so she's grabbing them one by one, which would make sense. It's smarter to grab them one by one. And then, oh, well, we didn't talk about this, but Josh is like back in Fillory with, with Margo being her, her, did he say fuckboy? I was like, that's They're not friends. how, that's not a fuckboy's word, Penny23. You don't, He's you just don't carry them with you. He's not getting any. No. Give her the oil rub down. Got nothing. Well, I mean, she don't gotta get you nothing. She's got. No, that's true. Better worship. Yeah. That's actually, I do appreciate that episode. Like, let's just talk about that because I wasn't here last week. <laughs> yes. You know, you should rub oil on on your on your consensual con, with consent. And people that you love doesn't mean they owe you anything. Okay, massage the feet, rub the backs, get some nice oils, carrier oils. Nice, you know, almond butter, add some essential oils. I wasn't here for Valentine's Day, so, you know. I'm just giving that to you now for Sweetest Day. Whatever. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode of The Magician's After Show on After Bus TV. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. And Nate, where can they follow you? Guys, you can find me everywhere that people can be found at Dog Like Nate. All right, guys. Thank you for dealing with my exhaustion and silliness, and we will see you all next week. Thanks, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 